All right, all you future podcasters out there, let me tell you about something you need to be aware of. I've been looking for different platforms to put my podcast into, and it's kind of confusing. There's a lot out there, a lot of them that charge you, but I found something that you need to hear. There's a platform called Anchor. Now, you need to understand, this one is free. There's no monthly fees, no yearly fees, no fees of any sort, no sign-up fees. It is free. Now, the best thing about it is that it's free and it comes with so many different tools. There's a creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Now, then one of the other neatest things is that Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other platforms. All you do is upload your podcast. Anchor handles all the rest. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. First podcast you put up, you can start making money. Now, it's everything you need to have in one place to make a podcast. So, pay attention to this part. It's very important. Go to anchor.fm. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M or download the free Anchor app to get started. our lessons in John today, um, specifically John chapter 6. Our lessons in chapter 6, we've kind of evolved from, we'll go back and do a little bit of a precursor. We went over the last several weeks the fact that Christ is kind of dictating and showing us his deity. John illustrates this throughout his um, gospel. And the emphasis is that he's showing us the deity, that he is God. Uh, We see this from verse 1, and we see this through the preaching and the the, uh, uh, speaking of John the Baptist. We see this through Jesus' own testimony, and we see this through the miracles he's working. We saw in in chapter 5 the fact that he healed the cripple at the pool at Bethesda. Um, All he did was walk up to the man and say, roll up your bedroll and walk. Now this created obviously quite a stir. Um, The religionists during this time, specifically probably the pharisaical group, saw this as a violation of the Sabbath law. Uh, They saw it as a violation of the Sabbath law really on two um, basis. Well, first basis being that he, of course, Jesus healed this man on the Sabbath, thus it being a work. 
And the second kind of area where they broke the Sabbath rule in their view was the fact that this man had rolled up his bedding and then walked away with it, carried it away with him. That also being a violation of what they viewed as a violation of the Sabbath. They then confront Christ over this, and Christ, at the end of chapter 5, kind of goes into a commentary about, well, why that that's just not the case. One of the first reasons he uses for why it's just not the case, he didn't violate God's Sabbath, is because, frankly, Christ said, because I am God and that rule doesn't apply to me. Now, keep in mind, they've twisted this rule. This wasn't God's original plan for the Sabbath, that they would take it to that degree. But that God even said, okay, having said that, that rule doesn't apply to me. He then also said, you know what, taking into account that, um, I'm saying I'm God, but let's put that on the table for a second. Let's use your rules. Let's use human rules. And the man's justice rules during this time was the fact that um, if a man speaketh, it's not necessarily fact unless there's two other witnesses or two other people to testify on his behalf. So Christ then spoke of witnesses that would could testify on his behalf that he was God, mentioning John the Baptist, mentioning uh, the Holy Spirit, mentioning the evidences of his miracles that he's done. So he went into this discourse. Now we're kind of moving on. John gives us this um, chronological, yes, this is chronological in the fact that these uh, instances happen one after the other, but they're not chronological in that these time frames, uh, so there are, if you harmonize the Gospels, you'll see that there were events that occurred between these time frames. So today, specifically, we're looking at chapter 6, and we're going to look at verses 1 through 15. I tell you what, before we read, let's have a word of prayer and Pray for our lesson today. Pray for um, all the sickness and chaos that seems to be going on in our world. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this time. Um, This is a rather unusual way for us to get our message out. Uh, Normally, I pray during this time that it's such a blessing for us to come together and be an encouragement to one another. To be encouraged and to encourage. Obviously, right now, with the restrictions in place and the decisions that have been made to protect people, we're not able to kind of get together face to face. And oh, it's just the first week. Um, I don't know how long this will go on, but um, I can already say that uh, that's had an impact on me not to have more contact with um, our church family. I ask that as a uh, Church family, we be sensitive to that. That is, uh, if somebody's put on our hearts, that we would reach out to them, that we would be of an encouragement, that we would assist wherever we could, especially, Lord, for our elderly, for for those that are unable to kind of get out. Maybe I'm going to follow. I'm going to change my life. I'm going to turn from a uh, previous direction. I'm going to go another, and I'm going to believe and change. I repent from my old ways. And I believe on Christ and I'm going to follow him.
And once we have this belief, the believer is assured of eternal life. John 3.16, I've already taught on it, but the Bible says this in Christ's word, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. You believe on Jesus, you follow him, he promises you eternal life. John chapter 5, verse 24, Christ says this, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that heareth my word, and believeth on him that sent me, again, hath everlasting life, and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. We have two verses here that, that are spoken in Christ's words, where he promises a believer to have everlasting life. Now, we talked earlier, Jesus being God, we have the understanding that everything he tells us in Scripture is true. If he's telling us we're going to have everlasting life, then we're going to have everlasting life. And we're assured of this victory over death. And we can be even further assured because Again, he is our example to that. We just had Easter two weeks ago. We had this great example and this great act of him conquering death, being risen from the tomb. So it's not as if it's just his words, although that would be enough, wouldn't it? If God's telling us that this is the case, well, I mean, that's enough. But actually, you have his words telling us that this is the case, that we're going to have everlasting life. And then he proves it with his conquering death. The believer is assured of this resurrection. You have that security. You have that assurance. 2 Corinthians Chapter 4, verse 14. Knowing that he which raised up the Lord Jesus shall raise up also. Excuse me. Let me start over. 2 Corinthians 4, 14. Knowing that he which raised up the Lord Jesus shall raise up us also by Jesus and shall present us with you. We're going to be able to conquer death. We're going to be able to spend eternity with Christ, with God, in heaven, worshiping him. You have that assurance once you have that belief in Christ. As we sum up this lesson today, we looked at some different ways that as a believer, you have assurances. You have security in your relationship with Christ. And as we began, we talked about the fact that if you're a believer and these things are true to you, then praise God, right? Praise God we have a wonderful God that allows us that security. But we would be failed to also mention that if you're not a believer, these don't apply to you. 
You don't have that security. You don't have that assurance. I would encourage you that if you've heard this lesson and you're not a believer and you uh, there's some questions that have come up, reach out to me. Reach out to uh, our church staff. Reach out to somebody you know that is a believer and that you see witnessing this confidence about their faith that because of this security they have. Find out about it. Do not waste one moment without reaching out and finding out so so you can so that you can have this security as well again i look forward to uh, next week uh, when we can uh, be together in our sunday morning services again pastor i'll have some more news on that this morning i look forward to our continuing lessons that we're going to be able to put out on on uh, Facebook so that uh, uh, we can continue to accomplish God's purpose in our lives. Dear Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for our lesson this morning. What a great assurance, what a great positive lesson about the security that, of our faith, the security that we have through our faith in you, Lord. You not only provide us this purpose in life, you provide for us this security everything you say is as uh as as god is 100 percent true and that you didn't just tell us you provided provided us an example of how to live by following everything that you said everything that you said came to pass and this just provides us a confidence and a security of our faith lord Again, I pray that if there's somebody that doesn't have that security or assurance, that they reach out and reach out to somebody immediately. We pray all this in Christ's name. Amen.